Glory to God. Well, like I said, we were going to talk a little bit about faith. Um, corporate faith, almost, is what I would call it, but, but faith for your place. How many know that every person in here has faith for what they do in the church? Or they should have faith for what they're doing in the church? Even if you're not serving on a team, you should have faith to be sitting in that chair Right? With every, with every, think about this. If somebody came here tonight believing for healing and everybody in the congregation was believing that anybody who was believing for healing would be healed tonight, what kind, what, kind of, what, kind of a, what kind of an uplift would that be? What kind of an encouragement? What kind of a push would that be into your healing? Amen? Because God's got you believing with their faith that's believing. Amen? And that's what, that's what God does. He puts us in a place to, to, for our faith to work in that place. You're going to work, your faith is going to work in the place He's put you. If you try to get to another place without, without doing the place you're in and having faith for that, you're not going. <laughs> wow, that wasn't very popular. <laughs> you know, one thing Brother Moore told me, I remember when the first church first started and I started coming and I was, of course, teaching Bible studies and doing a lot of other things. And I said, I said, you know, I, I feel like it's time for me to come here. And he said, the first thing he said, he said, he said, yep, you're right, Dave. He didn't say that. He said, yeah, you need to get here, be here tomorrow, be here with bells on, be ready. He said, you need to make sure that you finished everything God told you to do where you're at. Don't leave something out. You know, a lot, a lot of people think, well, man, he wanted you to go to another church. No, he wants you to finish the place you're in. You had faith for that place. God gave you faith for that place, and you used your faith in that place. I used my faith to teach Bible studies. I used my faith to work with the inner city ministry. I used my faith to work with the people in that ministry. And they were using their faith together with me to accomplish great things. We did some really neat things through those ministries. And it was time for me to move on. Amen? And it's a good thing. And, and, and our faith moves. And it, does, and it moves us from place to place. But you've got... Think about that. I'll tell you what. Let's, just, let's go to Scripture. How about that? <laughs> Hebrews 11. Let's start in verse 29. It says, By faith they passed through the Red Sea... As by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. So in other words, the people that had faith made it through. People no faith, drowned. Right. <laughs> you know, that's still true today. It, it doesn't matter how, how well you know God, you walk through something without faith in God, you're likely to drown. Right? But, but also what, the, what it literally says is they had faith. Every person that walked through that water had faith. They grumbled on the other side. They had faith while they were on the dry land in the middle of water. Amen? Verse, 20, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. How many people compassed the wall of Jericho about? A lot. I didn't look it up, but I can tell you. A whole bunch of people were involved in that. And you know who one of them was? The leader. Who was leading then? Joshua. Look back at verse 29. When they went through the Red Sea, who was leading? Who was following? Joshua. So the leader followed first. Without his faith to follow, he would have never had the faith to lead. Amen? And, and, that, and that's, you've got to have that faith to follow. If you're, if you're a volunteer, if you're a serving God in any way, if you're staff, if you're, you have to have the faith to follow the vision. He followed the vision of Moses. He, he was the one that was still on the side of the mountain after they, par- they were partying all down here. They were all saying, that Moses, he ain't coming back. He's been gone forever. We don't know when we're going to see him again. He's not coming back. Joshua stayed. 
You know why? Because Joshua was in faith. He, he knew the, the vision from Moses. He knew the vision God gave Moses, and he believed in that vision. And the belief in that vision kept him established in that faith. So he didn't run off. He didn't say, ah, man, I've been, on, I've been on the side of this mountain waiting on Moses to come back a long time. I don't think he's coming back. He said, Moses is coming back. You know why? Because God told us we're taking the land. And Moses is who's leading us to the land. So Moses is coming back. He had his faith following. His faith, not only was his faith following, he was a follower in faith. His faith was like Moses. It wasn't just that he was following the faith of Moses. He had faith that was growing to be just like Moses. Because it was going to have to grow to be like that to accomplish the things he accomplished after Moses. Right? It, it, it wasn't, didn't just happen one day. Moses went home to be with the Lord, and, and, and the Lord said, Okay, you're it now. He was being groomed the whole time because of his faith. He had faith. And, and when we have that kind of faith together, just like Brother Moore said, he could, he could feel our faith that last time after he came back. He said he, he could feel our faith. That's important. How many know that's important? I mean, you're thousands of miles away from home. And you can feel the faith of the thousands that are supporting you. Right? And you're preaching. And the anointing's coming on. And you can tell there's people out there that got your back, that got your side. They got you, they got you covered. Why? They're in faith with you. They're following you. Because they believe in the vision that God gave you. And, and because they believe that, they're willing to put their faith out there on it. Amen? It's, it's important that, that you be a follower of someone's faith, of, of, of someone that's following God, obviously. Right? Look at... Um, you guys still with me? It's good already. I didn't even know I was going to say most of that, so that's, that's what we like to hear. We're planning for God to do the service. Amen? Look at Hebrews 6. And you've and you got to remember in all this that being a follower is not just being somebody that's being led. It's somebody that believes in the faith it's following. So it has faith to follow. You have to have faith to follow. Following without faith, you are a drag. Right? <laughs> You're a drag. Right? I want you guys to go... We'll go back to this verse. Think about this. Joshua... Let's just let's look at the verse. I'll go to this verse because it's really good. Let me find it back. Joshua six ten. This is how, this is a bunch of followers. This is this is how you see how you know a follower. Joshua had commanded the people. They're up on the wall or whatever they're doing, marching around it. But he had commanded them, "You shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word." Proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you to shout. Then you'll shout. Now, I don't remember how many thousands of people were up there, but can you imagine every one of them was quiet? Not one little rebellious person said, did God really say not one word? <laughs> he would have ruined it right there. One word, and people, you know, you know why we don't look at things like this sometimes is because we think that's impossible. Because most of the time it is, right? If we told everybody in the church right now just to be quiet, they might make it seven minutes, and somebody'd have to do something. They'd, they'd say, well, "Do you think it wants to still be quiet?" <laughs> right? Because it takes faith to do this. You have to believe in the person you're following because that person is the one leading you in the vision. It's not your vision. It's their vision that God gave them and you have to believe that they heard from the Lord and you're going to follow no matter what. And you're going to keep your mouth shut no matter what happens because this is how God said do it. Amen? Now there's been a lot of times where Mrs. Morse come to me. 
And she said, we're going to do this. And I should have done that. Why? Because I already knew the vision, and my, but I wasn't in faith. If I was in faith, I would have kept my mouth shut. People say, oh, I was in faith. It just, I just wasn't thinking. No. <laughs> you weren't thinking. You were thinking you were in faith, and you weren't, so you weren't thinking. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, we, we need to learn to look at the Bible and say, wow, that really happened. For seven days, or six days, because on the seventh they got a shout. How many know they had a shout worked up in them after six days? Man, some of those people that talk like my daughter, man, they had to be about to explode. Right? And the, but that's, that's what they did. And, and we have to say, yeah, that happened. And because that happened, the walls fell down. And we have to be willing to think if that didn't happen just the way God asked for it to happen, would those walls have fallen down? But what they had was a corporate faith. They, every person had a faith for their place. What, what, a, what a novel idea. Why do you think God had the Moors split this church into teams, a clean team and a parking lot team? Because they need faith for their place. If you're if you're on a, if you're you're here this week and here this week and there that week and there that week, then you don't know where your place is. But if you're on a team, you got somebody to get in faith with. You got people, and you've got a leader over you who has a leader over them. So they're following the vision, and you're following them with the vision. Amen. You had Moses. You had you had Joshua, and and Moses was, and there was Joshua, and they were following Moses, and then Joshua. With faith. Amen? The ones that wouldn't follow with faith, they died. Right? By the words of their own mouth, they died. They said, you bring us out here to die in the wilderness one too many times. And they got, their, their, they got the fruit of their lips and died in the wilderness. The, the following faith, faith to follow, is what brings you to the place you're meant to be. And it puts you in your right place, doing the right thing in your place. Because he's saying, get that faith and use it in the place you're in. Don't wait and use your faith when you get to the place you think you want to be. Use it in the place you're in. People say, well, I don't really need faith to clean toilets. You need faith to do anything. Let me rephrase that. We don't need faith. We want to do things in faith. You know what the Word says? It says, the just, those that are born again justified by the blood of Jesus, the just, the righteous ones, they'll live by faith. It doesn't say they'll wait till something bad happens, get their, suit, their faith suitcase out, open it up and say, I got some bad stuff going on, I'm going to need my faith. Right? Because it don't work that way. First of all, your faith's old and dusty, and it's small, and the battery's now dead in it because you let it sit there too long. Why? Faith's made to be used. It, it, that's why God said the just will live by it. Because every day of your life, you're going to wake up as a mom and you're going to need some mommy faith. And, and as your kids get older, you're going to need a whole bunch of mommy faith. Amen. Right? And you're going to need some daddy faith because your daddy head's going to think daddy stupid things. Yep. Right? Yep. Because the devil's going to make sure that you think something stupid. Oh, did you hear about that girl that went out and they never found her again? You hear about that girl, 16 years old, just drove it. No, not going to do it all. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the just shall live by faith. So every day we walk by faith. Every day we get up and we live our lives by faith. We step out of bed and we say, Lord, I know you've got a purpose for this day. And my purpose for this day is to be in faith in the place you put me, in the job you put me in, as a dad, as a mom, as a friend, as a minister, as a servant. Whatever place I'm in, my faith is going to be up. I'm going to be expecting good things from you through whatever leader you put in front of me or if you make me the leader that day. Amen? And see, so many people have been unwilling to be the, the follower. 
without realizing that unwillingness will keep you being nothing. You won't be a follower or a leader because just because you say you're a leader doesn't make you a leader. Right? I could say, hey, I'm leading this team today, and then you look back and nobody's there. So you are the team and the leader. So you're going to have to follow yourself. You're going to be chasing your tail. Right? That is the literal definition of chasing your tail. Because you're not doing anything that matters at that point. To follow somebody is a great honor. Because you're honoring God who put that person in that place. And you use your faith. And, and you, you help them with your faith. You help that vision that God gave them to come to pass. And that's a huge deal. Every minister has a leader. And, and we got so many people. Well, let's look back at this verse, Hebrews 6. <clears throat> Hebrews 6, 12. Hebrews 6, 12. That's a good verse too, though. Because Joshua rose up early. Must have stayed up just early too. <laughs> that ye be not slothful, but followers. What's he saying? He's not just saying at this point. He's not just saying be a follower because many of the people he might be talking about are gone. But you, you know, you can still faith remains. You can still follow their example. You can still and and you know a lot of people take this and they say, well, yeah, I'm going to do what they did. You can't do what they did without the heart that they had. That's why Joshua took Moses' place. He had Moses' heart. And Moses had the heart of God. So Joshua had the heart of God. You can't, you know, a lot of people, they, they want to read the New Testament and they, they see that this lady did this and she just reached and got the hem of his garment. And unless God told you to reach and get the hem of his garment, you're acting faith. You're not in faith. That's right. <laughs> it's not popular. It's true, but it's not popular. I did it. I remember when I started believing God for finances, I would any story I heard from any minister that I listened to, man, Brother Copeland say something, he did something a certain way, next thing you know, I'd be doing it just like that. You know what? how many times it worked? None. Why? Because I wasn't using my faith. I was trying to use his faith. And see, that's what people want. They want somebody else to tell them what to do and then them be responsible completely if they don't do it or do do it. Right? When the Lord wants you to have faith to help them. And then you can come and say, the Lord told me to help you. What do you want me to do? And now you'll be in the place where you can have faith because they just now told you what they wanted you to do. I remember when I first came here, very first service, Man, Mrs. Morzova says, we're going to need parking lot people. I'm like, parking lot? I still haven't got to work in the parking lot. <clears throat> and she said, no, you're sitting there. In fact, it's, that's where I've been sitting. At this other church, I sat there. Here, I sat there. She said, you're going to sit here. She didn't tell me what I was going to do. She just said, you're going to sit here. Thank God I was smart enough not to say, well, I don't have to just sit wherever, sit wherever I want in the church. I just sit right there. But see, that's what you would have today. You wouldn't have hundreds of thousands of people keeping their mouth shut. You'd have somebody that's too cool to do what those they should be following say. Too cool for that. Well, I can hear from God. I know how to hear from God. Sure you do. I'm not saying you don't know how to hear from God. Did He tell you to leave your place? If he did, then that will bear witness with the one that placed you there. Right? I'll go over this side. <laughs> You've got to understand the concept here. You're going you're to follow physically, you know, you're going to follow as you see the vision, but you're also following the heart. You're following after what they do. Uh, Ramsey, I want her to be a tither. I want her to be a tither all her life. I, I believe in tithing. But I don't want her to tithe because I tithe. I want her to tithe because she believes in tithing. 
Amen? She can follow my heart, but she can't follow my action without the heart. Amen? We can follow our leaders with our heart and make a difference, or we can follow them with no heart and make no difference. I remember when we were putting this church together and we had to do it, what, was like in, way too quick. <laughs> it was quick. No, Lord, you, it was you, and it's right. But it was, it was quick. It was a night and day project. You know, it was like, you know how those people build a house in two weeks? We built a church. And, and I'm mad about it. I'm just going to be honest. I'm mad. I'm like, this is crazy. This can't be God. But yet I knew it was God because God put me here to help them. But my head doesn't want to say that because, you know, any time that you get angry and you don't want to do something for God, be guaranteed it's God. If your flesh doesn't like it, do it just because it's going to make your flesh mad. But, but I'm angry and, and I'm not following anymore. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm there every hour. Every hour that, they, that they're there, I'm there. Mrs. Moore's, I mean, we were here. We, we basically all but a couple of hours a night would come in here and work all day. And, and I'm there, but she knew. No heart. No heart. Called me out. Said, Dave, you need to come here. Called me and we actually found an office. You don't want to go to the office with her or Brother Moore. I'm just telling you, let me do it for you. Don't do it. It ain't the place to be. Why? Because you're already wrong. You're already wrong. Why? Because your leader had to take the time to call you up there, which means you weren't in faith to hear for yourself to do what they asked you to do in the first place the way you should have been doing it because God wanted you to. Amen? And so if you've got to be adjusted, then thank God you have a leader to correct you, but know that you were wrong before you went up there. I didn't go up there to plead my case. Right? Like she said... You're not hooked. And the fact is, that's what she said. You're not hooked. I said, well, I've been here. That's why I said, I've been here the whole time. You're not hooked. <laughs> don't, but don't try to snow me. Me and you, we've been working together. You're not hooked. I'm like, I'm not hooked. <laughs> you, know how, you, know, you know when I got hooked? Before I left that room. Why? Because there's a time to know what's right. When your flesh is screaming then God's not involved. <laughs> it, just because I don't like it doesn't make, it, make, make them wrong. Well, Dave, you know what? Dave doesn't like it. Maybe we shouldn't start this church. Huh. You know, maybe I should have talked to Brother Moore before he went to Spain to see if I liked that. Maybe he wouldn't have went. I'd, <laughs> they're not following my vision, right? God didn't give me the vision for this. He gave me the vision to follow them. Right, come on. And then he, then he put a whole bunch of people like you in the church and said, you follow this vision. A church is not about coming into the church, sitting down and just getting fed all week. It's about you being part of the faith that he talked about. I could feel your faith. That's what's important about a, a church body. That they're there undergirding the, the, the head and those, the whole body. We're undergirding one another with love, with prayer, with encouragement, with whatever we need. But most of all, because we're all in faith. Right? We're going to keep our mouth shut. Right? Because for seven days, six days, seventh day we'll shout. But for six days, if they don't say talk, we're not talking. That's a big deal. That's a big deal because you do have to overcome your flesh because you want to talk. You know, some people, they'll talk and then they'll act like, oh, oh, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to talk. You did too mean to talk. You were just looking for a reason to talk, so you acted like it was a mistake. Right? Well, we don't do that, do we? Like, when we mess something up, we say, oh, I didn't know. We knew. <laughs> We'd be better off just saying, yeah, I knew. I just didn't want to do it the right way. <laughs> right? Unless you truly messed it up and didn't know. But most of the time, if you mess something up, you knew, right? Because right. if you didn't know, you'd, God would have mercy on you anyway, and you'd get winked at, right? There was lots of things my daughter did when she was young. I'm like, yeah, hope she doesn't do that when she's older. 
<laughs> That's what God's saying. Hmm, well, I hope he grows out of that. Right? Throws a, throw a fit because you don't get a cookie, and God goes, he better grow out of that. Or he'll be throwing a fit when they ask him to build a church in six weeks. I'm still working on it. Kim lets me have a cookie every now and then. We don't want to be slothful and complacent. A slothful and complacent person is somebody who wants the, uh, the leader to do all the believing. And the leader has a lot of believing to do. The leader is the faith that's hooked directly to God, and our faith is hooked with him. And so the leader is so important, but he is so important that he needs our faith behind him. Amen? Amen. And, and, and as our faith is surrounding him, as we're the ones that are sitting there being quiet because he said be quiet. Then, then, then the will of God is happening all around us. Amen. And when it looks like nothing's happening, and then on the seventh day the leader says, okay, now do this, and the walls come down. It, it is important if you're, if you're a volunteer, if you're a church member, if you're staff, that you do not drag on the faith of the head. You become part of the faith of the head. Right? You, you become part of what's going on and you build your faith to them. You don't build your own, I'm going to build my own little faith back here. And then later, if you do something I like, if you do something I like, I'll get involved. But see, if I got my own little faith, I can go to any little church I want and I can join my little faith to the little church. And if they don't, if I don't like them, it's my faith anyway. And you know what? It is your faith, and you can decide to do whatever you want in that respect. But if you don't do what, what faith is designed to do, your faith will be worthless. Because <laughs> God told you to do this. And when he tells you to do something, the just shall live by faith. So no matter what you're doing, you're living, right? So if you're living, faith should be involved. Amen? And so if we get slothful and complacent and we're a drag on our, on our leaders instead of being in faith, we should wake up every day and say, okay, Lord, it's Sunday morning. Help me to help the church accomplish what you plan today. Whatever place that is, I bring my faith and, and, and I will expect your goodness to be shown throughout that service today, but from beginning to end until the, from the time the doors are open till the time the... Doors are closed. I'm going to be in faith. Not just, well, I hope Brother Moore stayed up long enough and got that message right. <laughs> Not that. If you felt like, if you woke up in the middle of the night and felt like praying for Brother Moore, maybe he's getting that message and he's wanting us a little prayer. Right? God, God didn't wake you up by accident and it wasn't the pizza. Pizza's nice. It won't wake you up. When we wake up as Christians, we should wake up in faith. If you wake up in faith, you wake up for in, ready for God's use. If it takes you three hours to get in faith, you were useless to God for three hours. I've been useless to God for more than three hours sometimes when I get out of bed. God's still working on me. But I'm just I'm looking at this, this message today and I'm thinking... What could we accomplish? What walls could we tear down? What walls would just crumble under our feet if we just used our faith? If we followed the faith that's in front of us? And we didn't just walk behind them, but we got a hold of their heart and we're believing what they're believing. Amen? Glory to God. I like this. Whew. Look at Hebrews 13. How many mommies in here know they needed mommy faith one day? You're going to need it tomorrow. You're going to need it the next day. You're going to need it the day after that. In fact, is my girl's 25, and I still need daddy faith every day. Like a couple days and I don't hear from her, I either have to really get in daddy faith or get a text. <laughs> still working on the whole faith there. <laughs> you know. You know, I know she's all right, but it sure is nice to hear that text. Which is not faith, so don't follow that. <laughs> Cell phones have been a detriment to faith, I'm pretty sure. Hebrews 13, verse 7. It says, Remember them 
which have rule over you and have spoken unto you the word of God. This is how you know who you need to honor. This is how you know who you're following. This, this is the one that, that, that you've put yourself under and they've spoken to you the truth. They've spoken truth to you. They've fed you. They've, and that, see, that's, I imagine when Moses and Joshua were hanging out, he picked up some good things because look how strong he was when he was out by himself. You know, when he got out by himself, man, he had everything Moses had and that Moses gave it to him. God gave it to him through Moses. How about that? But this is what he's saying. Remember those that have rule over you, who've spoken unto you the word of God, people that have built you up, people that have given you, uh, when you needed a word for healing, they said 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes you're healed, Psalm 107.20, he sent his word and he healed you. And they spoke that word to you when you felt awful. And faith came up and you said, yes, that's me. I take that. And you got healed. Why? Because you were following their faith. Because they got a hold of that verse to even give it to you. You're following their faith. And it says, follow those people. Follow those. Know who that is in your life. And follow that. Don't just let make them drag you. Right? I wonder what the church has got going today. I don't really want to go there, but I'll come help if they ask me to. You're not going to be much help. Unless you got a heart and a smile. A heart and a smile. If you got the right heart and a smile, we can go, we can go places. But if, if, if you do it and you're mad about it, right? now they don't know what I do. I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. I'm a seer. I can do these things. I can tell them what they're supposed to do. There's your problem. You're the one person in the hundreds of thousands that talked when Joshua said shut up. Because you were too cool. Comes a time to humble yourself and say, Lord, I honor that man because you honor that man. And I honor you by honoring that man. And you've given him a vision and I see that vision. And I'm going to follow that vision. I'm going to do those things that you called me to do. And I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm hooking my faith to this vision. And in doing that, you now increase the ability of that vision to come to pass. Why? Because that's what he needed all along. He had people in mind. Every one of you were in mind when this vision was created. Because it took every person. What part of your body do you not need today? Right? You could get by. You could get by. The body of Christ has been getting by for years without full parts. Because, <laughs> you know, the hand wants to be a foot. The foot wants to be an ear. Right? I'm not a foot. I'm, I'm an ear. I know it. And you put them on the side of the head, they can't hear a thing. Right? And it looks really funny. How many know God knows where you're supposed to be? And we're never going to be smarter than Him. So when we are smarter than Him, we never put our faith with it. Because they missed God, you know? So the minute you say your leaders miss God, they're no longer your leaders. Right? Well, they miss God. Well, they can't lead you. Why? Because they'll miss God if they lead you. And I'm not saying they couldn't miss God. They would be the first ones to say, we're a man, we could miss it. But my job is to follow. Right? Right? To follow their faith. You know, one way of following their faith is when they do miss it, they get it right. That's a good person to follow. I don't want to follow the person that misses it and says, I didn't miss it, come on, keep following me. (laughs) You're going to be in Alaska when you're going to Hawaii. (laughs) Right? Because you're following the wrong person at that point. But the, the, the true leader, the true, the, the true person that you're in place to follow, your faith is in place to be a part of. If you'll follow them, God will honor that no matter what happens. Amen? And he'll give you ability in that place. And you'll do things through that place that you never thought you would do in that place. 
You know, you look, watch the parking lot video, and I doubt one person in the parking lot video thought they were going to minister to people when they were out in the parking lot, but they minister to people on a regular basis. That one man ministered to the lady. He helped her in. Right? Now, if that helped her get one more thing out of the service because he was faithful, glory to God. Glory to God. But, but we have to know that it's not just us following and, and, and quoting their verses. Well, they quoted, by his stripes I'm healed, so I'll quote that too. No, you've got to believe it, then quote it. There, he said follow their faith, not their words. Follow their faith, not their acts. Follow their faith. If you'll follow their faith, then their acts will have power. Amen? we got people quoting scriptures all the time. You say, I've been quoting them. I quoted scriptures. I was in faith all week. I was faith like a house of fire on faith. And, and it didn't happen. Where are you now? As long as we believe that, we can't be led. We can't follow. Because we believe that we're in faith and nothing happened. There's no such thing as being in faith and nothing happened. That's what Brother Moore was just preaching. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Why would the devil say nothing's happening? To get you to say nothing's happening. Why does he want you to say you're sick? Because you're not sick until you say you are. So what's he doing? You're sick. Oh, by the way, you're sick. A little scratch right there. Sick. Now I got a little scratch. No, no, no. It's not a little scratch. Sick. He doesn't want the, the, by, the byproducts. He wants the product. If he can get you to say the product, right? I'm poor. I'm broke. Poor but proud. Whoo, he loves that one. <laughs> Man, they just confessed poor and proud. I can keep them forever. <laughs> it's, it, it, when we're following... We're getting hold of the vision. We're getting hold of the word of God spoken to us. And we begin to speak those words the same way they spoke them. Not, not mimicking them just. It is a mimic. But at first you mimic their faith. Then you mimic their words. Amen? Because we want to have faith like that. I, wanna, I want to have faith like Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore. I want to have faith that when God says build a church in four weeks, that my flesh doesn't even get mad. Right? Because I remember when Brother Moore told Mrs. Moore, and she said, okay. I'm like, okay. Okay. And I'm the guy talking in the 100,000 <laughs> that Joshua told to shut up. There was a time to be quiet, and that was it. And there was a time to say, you know what? If God told them that, that's the vision. And my faith is going to be hooked with them to bring that vision to pass. Unfortunately, I wasted a week of their time getting in line. I don't want to waste people's time anymore. I don't want to waste the Moore's time deciding whether I agree with the vision. God placed me here. I agree with the vision. They are kingdom-minded. Whatever ministry you're part of, get hold of the vision and get in faith. Don't just watch to see if the ministry does what you want. Get in faith with them so that they can do the things that God called them to do. Get in faith with them. The most important thing we can do to any ministry, including any church that God places us in, is bring our faith first. Our faith opens the door for God to pour out His grace on, the, on everybody, His healing grace, His, His, His abundance grace, every bit that He has. Our faith opens that door and reaches in and grabs hold of it. Amen? And I don't, if you just came here so you could grab hold of it, that's one person. But if we, if we join faith together and say, hey, we're getting in faith for this vision then now we're one big hand. We become one big hand scooping out of the grace flow. 
and, and, and one big faith hand, and it reaches down and says, here's a bunch for you. Here's healing for you. Here's salvation for you. Here's, here's prosperity for you. Here's some peace and some joy over here. Because we reached in and we scooped. There's nothing bad in the grace, in the grace flow. But you cannot access it unless you're in faith. And in the church, you need to be in faith in the church. Right? Again, we're not going to grab hold of our faith, our faith brief, briefcase. You know, I had a briefcase when I was uh, first started in the ministry. And we looked back in it probably seven, eight years after I had been doing some stuff. And it was all dusty. Why? Because I'm not a briefcase person. I forgot it was even there. <laughs> right? And that's what we do with our faith. We put it in the briefcase. And we walk around. Oh, I've got to scratch your throat. Ooh, let's get that briefcase out. i got to get some in. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is every day. Faith is, if we're in faith, we'd have heard scratchy throat before it got there. Amen? I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm just saying sometimes we're a little dense. Well, you guys aren't, but I am. So learn from my example to not do that. Let's listen the first time. Let's keep our flesh back. Let's not waste a week's time of Mrs. Moore and Brother Moore not doing what they said to do the way they said to do it in the first place because we couldn't get in faith to do it. So we just did it our way. Right? We saw what happened to the people that did it their way. Right? No, we won't go. No, we won't go. Okay, we'll go. We're going to go. No, God already told you not to go now. They didn't make it. Right? Oh, there's giants in the land. There's giants in the land. We can't, we can't, we can't. No, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. Died in the wilderness. Why? Because they would not join their faith to the leader that God placed before them, that he gave the vision to, that he put the anointing on. That, and where's the anointing flow from? The head. Amen. Down across the beard. Down through the whole body down to the feet, if you're part of the body and you're in faith, you're getting anointing. If you're, part, if you're not in faith, first of all, you're not part of the body. Right? You've got to join somehow. How do you join? With your faith. People say, well, I give money. Are you in faith? Well, I come to church every Sunday. Are you in faith? I sit on the front row... But are you in faith? Are you believing every Sunday that something good's going to happen? Or are you believing that the service might end early enough that you beat the other people to the restaurant so you don't have to wait in line and you get a good seat? But at the end of the, ser- at the, end of the whole dinner, you can tell the waitress you guys just got out of church. We want to come in faith. We want to have faith. You know, I was talking to Mrs. Moore about this. Now, uh, I, remember, I think it was maybe today even. And we should have faith for the people that are supposed to be here to be here. Not be, dra- not be dragging on them. Right? Not be dragging on them. But, but from my position, from Kevin and Susan's position to the people in the church, we should be believing for the things that this church is supposed to do. Not just saying, Lord, we, we'll go, you show Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore. And then if we like it, we'll get involved. Right? We do want him to show Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore. But sometimes he might give, you know what? A lot of people don't think that Brother Moore listened to an idea. One time a guy, he, I don't think he's here, but um, he said, you ought to do something. I forget what it was on the screens. And I thought, hmm. Sounds kind of crazy, but okay. So I told Brother Moore, and he said, yeah, good idea, do that. This was a church man, this was a partner. Why? It, it's, <laughs> if you're hooked when you're faith, God might give you an idea. If you're not, he won't. Why? Because he can't. God wants to use us. He wants to use us corporately to accomplish big things. You know what? Could he have knocked down that wall all by himself? Yes. But did he choose to get the whole nation involved 
and say, I want you to do this, and I want you to do it this way, and I want you to follow everything that, that Joshua says. And they followed everything he said to the letter. To the letter. And a lot of people, don't, they, they find that hard to believe. Why? Because no, we don't do that. Why? Because we don't like that. We don't like to the letter. You mean i got to do it to the letter? That's why when people tell us something by the time it gets to the end of the line, it's not even what it started out to be. Why? Because we added to it or took from it. Because, you know, I'm more likely they'll say, we want to tell you a story, and they tell me this five-minute story, and I condense it down to one. <laughs> right? But it's, now it's not the same story. Right? God tells us to do just exactly, and, and he gave Joshua exact direction on what to do and joshua told every person what they needed to do their part and no one complained right how do we know everyone went in the one that complained wouldn't have went in right if you think about this when they crossed the red sea what if somebody wouldn't have had faith to cross the red sea they'd have stayed back and got killed by the egyptians or they'd got, the Egyptians got right to them and they'd say, well, maybe I better go. Well, they're too far away now. God has a plan. He has a vision that he, that he gives through leaders. He has a vision in households that he gives through husbands. And, and husbands are saying, well, I just want my wife to do that. Well, she can't. You're making her do something she wasn't built to do. There is a headship anointing. How many men in here have been to the marriage meeting? On midnight, you heard Brother Moore say there's only one person anointed to be the head of the household. That doesn't mean you're anointed to be mean. If you're mean, you're not God. God's nice. He's nice all the time. If he, if he shouts at you, he's being nice because he's trying to stop you before you go off the cliff. But there is an anointing in, in ministry that starts at the head, in households that starts at the head, and it doesn't make somebody less, it puts them in the right place. Amen? Amen. There's not a lesser place. What, what if you were the toe in the body of Christ? Is that a bad place? No, you're in the body of Christ. Amen. It's people that make those places bad. Not God. The whole body is beautiful to Him. It's beautiful. He saved the body. He saved us to become part of the body. No matter what part we were. And he put us in a place. And he says, take that place in faith. And use your faith to operate out of that place. And if you'll do it, you'll be the most important little toe there ever was. But if you don't use your faith, you'll be the least important. When God orchestrates something, when I was in 5th through ninth grade, I was in orchestra. I was a percussionist. I did percussion, and in the in the uh, eighth, I think it was eighth grade, there was only two of us, and we we did, we would play songs that needed timpanis, and it needed the big cymbal, and it needed the snare drums, and it it needed the uh, what else did we have? we had to play like five things, and so two of us would have to get to those things when those parts came about. But there was one person that if we would watch, if we would follow one person that was the head over the orchestra. We would play our part every time just the way he said. Now, if I got out of line and said, you know what, I know there's a timpani in this somewhere, and I know there's a cymbal, and I know there's, I've got all my parts done now, play the rest of the song. <laughs> That's the way the church has been doing it. They want to do their part. Okay, I'm done with my part, you take it, take it from here. It, it works together. It doesn't work one at a time. The body of Christ works together following the head. Whose faith follow? Remember those who are, have rule over you. Whose faith follow? Follow that faith. Because you know what? The person that had rule over you was ruled over and is still ruled over because they were a follower before they became a leader. And you'll never be a leader or, or useful to your leader until you get in faith. Glory to God. It's long enough. Let's stand up. Thank you, Lord. You guys didn't know I was a percussionist.
God's good to us. And, and I believe that we can see things just like that, walls that just come down. You know, and it doesn't have to be physical walls, but we should see miracles. And miracles are built in churches that are in faith. Not, not just places, because if you came in faith and the anointing for healing was here, your faith would meet anointing. And when your faith meets anointing, then healing happens. When, when our faith hits a salvation message, an, uh, an evangelistic message, salvations happen. When, when faith comes up against anointing, good things happen. What, what's it say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the anointed Word of God. When faith comes and it hears the anointed Word of God, then it, it has nowhere to go but up. Glory to God. And when we hook faith the way we're designed to, and we begin to work together, and, and this tomorrow, Sunday morning we come in, and, and every person in here has woke up and said, God, this is your day. We're going to rejoice in it. We, we are going to be in faith. We know, we believe right now that good things are happening in us and through us. Church today is going to be amazing. And I'm going to do my part out of my place. And I'm going to do it exactly the way I was instructed to do it. I'm not going to add to it. I'm not going to take from it. I'm not going to get mad if my flesh doesn't like it. I'm going to be in faith and serve you. And as I do, I expect to see the goodness of God in the lives of people all around me, in the lives of people coming, in the lives of every person that will listen and hear your word and receive it by faith. Because why? Your faith now infected them and they're in faith. Glory to God. He's a good God. You got a song? I have decided.